The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do that by going to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over there. There's two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can watch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. And the one on the right will look a little different than how everybody's seeing it here. Again, I don't know why the one browser will do it and the other one takes time for it to catch up. But anyway, right side of the page, hit the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. 
And then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right. And you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on uh, BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. DLive.tv, The Sons of Liberty. A variety of Facebook pages that bear my name. And then uh, The Real Tim Brow 2. Don't put the N there. Put the 2 in its place on Twitter. And then The Real Tim Brown on Twitch. You can catch us all uh, there, each of our shows. And then real quickly, I'm just going to hit this real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because we've got uh, some guests we're going to get to. Uh, you can sign up for our email newsletter right up under that. If you want to help support us, those links are at the top of the page too. You can donate or you can become a son or daughter of liberty. And then this week, uh, again, we're uh, highlighting our resistance to tyranny is obedience to God t-shirts. They come in red and blue. This week only you're getting a couple of bucks off of that as far as the donations. So if you want that, that's through tomorrow night, Saturday night at midnight. Now, I, I we, we have a, um, <clears throat> a guest we're going to have on in just a little bit, but one of the things I wanted to do was we had something that took place last night, and I'm just going to, as soon as it comes up here, just give you a little of the video of what took place here, because uh, this is our friend Adam Heikla. We've had him on, on the show. He's been speaking out at board meetings, uh, not just school board meetings, but county councils and stuff like this. And uh, so last night, they decided they just they're gonna they're gonna treat him like he's a criminal, uh, and this was the video. Got a, I don't know how late it was when uh, Bethany sent me uh, uh, the video of his arrest, but this is this is uh, this is Adam from last night. As soon as I could, as soon as it pulls up, it wants to take its sweet time sometimes. All right, let's see if it's gonna play. Now it's just sitting there. Okay. So 750 at 170. Hold on, let me just take So they're wanting to rush him getting stuff out of his pockets and stuff to give to his wife. And then they're going to put handcuffs on him. He, now he's not committed any kind of crime, uh, no violation of law here, and yet they're out here doing this stuff. And boy, if you if you see the video of the lady that he was just addressing, who was trying to talk to him like a child, this is a person who works at the expense of the taxpayer there in Michigan, and um, she was just oh, what do you, what do you call her? She was a nag. Um, it is not and he was saying you need to listen to what I'm saying instead of talking down to me. So this is apparently what got Adam in trouble. Can I ask what the hell is going on? Because clearly I missed a lot when I don't live in Bedford anymore. Adam, what do I do right now? Yeah, you're gonna come down and get me out. I mean, let's Shelly help her out. Call I think this is a whopping wow. $50 that that it cost to okay, get him out. It's just the whole thing was ridiculous. Oh, no, they were planning on having a <laughs> So so they they've taken they've taken him off and uh and so joining me this morning is uh is Adam Heikla and we got a little kickback here. I don't know who we got it from. Uh I don't know if that's coming from Troy. Troy is that coming from you maybe? I don't know. Am I in your microphone? I got a little got a little, little back thing. Let me let, let me, me mute Troy a second. Yep, that was it. I'll unmute you in a second. <laughs> okay, uh, Adam, right. tell us tell us what went on here. Uh, and by the way, welcome back to the Sons of Liberty. But tell us what went on here last night. Um, so uh, we had a township meeting last night, and um, when I showed up to the meeting, obviously they before I walked in, they they arrested me. Uh, they arrested me for. Uh, what they, what they, well, it's the same charge they charged me with in Hastings, um, which was uh, in Michigan. It's MCL 750.170. It's a, a disturbance charge. 
Um, and so they said that I, I disrupted uh, a lawful meeting uh, that was going on the day before uh, because they had a, uh, a, a coffee and donut hour that I went in with my GoPro recording because every time I go into that office, I record now. Um, and when I was there, they, uh, of course, didn't like that I was there. Uh, the supervisor, had, I've been there four weeks now recording. Um, this is the like the fourth time I've been there recording them. Um, and this is the first time I've seen our supervisor there. So every other time I've been there, I've wanted to speak to her. She's never been there. Um, and so this time she came out and, uh, you can see on my, on my Facebook, I, I shared, uh, just a clip of a longer video that I'm, I'm going to be uploading, um, from that whole interaction. Um, but it, it, uh, it shows her coming out and immediately telling me that I needed to get a life that, uh, that I'm, all I'm doing is grandstanding, um, and that I need to get a life. Um, and then after that, she started just to disparage me and, uh, uh, because she's actually a nurse. Um, she's a registered nurse and, and, a, and a professor of nursing, from my understanding. Um, and so um, she then starts to to continually just just berate, just continually come after me with uh, the saying that that I need help, that I need some mental help, and that because she's a nurse, she knows this, and that she can get me the help that I need. She says, um, and so. Um, yeah, you've got that wild eyed look of freedom in your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it's, 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 uh, I mean, she only did that to try to incite me to, to antagonize me, to, to try to get me to react in a way that they could, what they feel they did now, they feel like they've, they've got me, uh, that, that somehow I did something out of line to the point where I should be arrested and, you know, put in my place. Um, when all that I did was, uh, work to try to address my my supervisor in my township and um, the way that they interacted with me the entire time is not like anyone in civil service so so I left the building there um, on Wednesday in a in an unhappy manner okay and um, and and I did I, I I pounded my fist on the counter as I as I walked out okay because I was done with it that was my signifier I'm done with you that's guys. not a crime. Right. Well, well, that's what they played on the news. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what they're, they're going to try to say. Like, I, I made some some major scene. Oh, and and they also locked me out of the room for the donut time um, after after the supervisor came out and and escalated things. You know, that's what um, th that's what it is, is they they escalated everything um, and then and then want to blame me for all that's going on when all that I've done is ask questions. They're, they're trying to change our model of governance in, in, in my township without any input really from the public. Um, they, they, they claim that they've, they've, they've brought it up and talked about it before. Um, but there was like one meeting. They talked one meeting and then this meeting, they, they voted to, um, to, to change the, the supervisor position to have a superintendent, a day-to-day -day manager in our township. Um, to manage our six employees, they said last night, um, and, and our six properties, you know, because that's so much to manage for a person. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's so little on the day to day for our supervisor. I know personally, since I've been in that position, um, but they, they want to make our township to be even more uh, into this progressive system 
that is that is controlled by outside forces. When you have a separation from the people in a manager that handles all the day to day, that manager becomes accountable to the board and not directly to the people. And so th that's the, the problem that we have in all, all of our cities that have the manager systems. Uh, we, we, have, um, we have people that are accountable. We have, we have representatives that are actually politicians now um, that are uh, separating themselves from accountability because they have these employees that are under them. Um, in doing that, they, they skirt all, all of the accountability for, for things that are happening in their community. Um, I've seen it. I've had to deal with it repeatedly in the city of Battle Creek um, with those Gestapo police that uh, pulled me in last night. Um, and, and that's what they're trying to change my community to. Um, and, and, and like I said, they're doing it um, in, in, in real, what I call a railroad fashion. I mean, uh, this is an appointed bureaucrat that's been in office for only a couple of months um, with another appointed member on the board. And they want to change the entire model in which and in how we, we function. Um, it, it just makes no sense. And so, um, yeah, I, I simply went and asked questions. Um, you'll see the full video. It's only 17 minutes long. It'll be a little bit longer. I'm going to do some edits and some, um, some narratives so that people have the full context. Because um, that's, again, something our supervisor has asked for um, and, and has claimed that context, she said, is, is important for everything and that context is everything. That is right. Yet, That's correct. Yes. But, but all she does is continue to leave out all the context because it benefits her greatly to do sure. So. Well, I, so. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take Adam and edit, edit what's going on there. I just put the, the raw video out and that way nobody can claim anything other than, you know, what's going on there. But I saw just yeah. what your interaction with her and mm -hmm. I, I saw her talking down to you as though you're some kind of a child. Uh, that needs to be addressed, uh, taken, put to bed, and a you know a pacifier stuck in your mouth. That 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 was what I saw, and you were just trying to get something across. And finally, you just had to say, "You need to be quiet. You need to shut up." I, which I, I, said, I, I, was, did, I didn't say shut up. I said shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I said shut your mouth, Joni. You are not my mother. Right. You're not my nurse. I'm not asking you for anything. So because she did that, I did look up uh, her nursing license yesterday and have filed online uh, complaints against her nursing license. Um, that is an absolute abuse uh, of her position of authority combined with her credentials for nursing to try to disparage, to incite, to antagonize me, that, that, is, that is an abuse. Uh, that, is a, that is a violation of her code of ethics. I, I know that it is. Um, but, but this is just the continue, continued pattern that we've seen in my township and across the Battle Creek community. Um, these, these local governments have been using the police force and our, our prosecutor and the Department of Justice here um, to, to go after and anyone that is an opposer to those that are in power. Um, that is the whole reason why I was recalled in office in 2018. Um, and, and that's the reason that this is going on now. That's the reason why my friend, um, Mr. Schatz, has um, multiple charges that they brought against him. His wife, who's the treasurer, they, they have, uh, she, she has court actually this morning um, because they, they are charging her with an assault when she was defending her disabled husband who was being attacked with a, a weapon by a guy he had a PPO against. 
And the prosecutor and the, 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 the forces that be here in our community have now not charged the PPO violator. They have now charged his wife, who has the court today for an assault charge, and they charged him with an assault charge, as well as filing a false police report. Um, so so this, is, this is just a, a, an addition to all that we are exposing in, the, in, in not just Bedford Township and Battle Creek, but, but all of Calhoun County, Michigan, as far as the corruption involving our, 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 what should be our justice system. I call it our injustice system. Sure, sure. Yeah, it is. It is. Adam, I want to thank you for coming on. I got a a real quick (laughs) question for you, though, because we're going to talk about, you know, generation passing the generation. Would you mind telling people exactly how old you are so they understand? Yeah. I mean, you're a young guy. I'm a young guy. I I, uh, turned 41 here in January. Yeah, you're you're still a young guy. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a young guy and you're out there doing this. Now, you're learning late in life like a lot of us about certain things, but you're going and applying yeah. what you're learning. I want to I commend you for doing that. Thank you for taking the stand because you're not only doing it there in your county, but you're encouraging other people. You know, I heard the guy call into Bradley the other day. If you want, you know, for that guy, go watch what Adam does. He's got a bunch of videos. He'll teach you how to do it. Um, you're one of those guys who are out there. So we appreciate you, you joining in on it. What is it? There's Bob in Texas, Bethany said. Bob in Texas, yeah. Bob in Texas. Texas. He can, yeah, he can go and he can go and check uh, check out Adam and be he can a vocal learn local. That's yeah, that's be right. Vocal local. That's yeah. right. Adam, thank you for coming on and uh, and sharing a, an update with us and keep us informed as to what's going on. And we'll we'll take those videos and we'll have them up a little bit later on today in the archive. I'll try to make sure that we can do that. But thank you for joining us this morning. All right. Now today we've got uh, a friend and more than a friend for me. Um, and I, I'm going to have to ask him to hit his unmute because I had to hit the button there to mute him because he had to go. <laughs> did, did, you, did you go out in the car, man? Yes, yeah, sir. I'm in my truck. Okay. All right. Well, I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty and introduce you guys to my son-in-law, one of them, uh, Troy Quinn. And I don't know why my video is messing up so bad. I think it's because we had two people on that call and it's kind of trying to stabilize itself. But anyway, I want to welcome you or, or introduce you guys to Troy Quinn. He's my son-in-law and uh, the father of our first grandchild. And uh, welcome to the Sons of Liberty, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, yep. Good to have you. And uh, things are going to move a little slow here, guys. So be, bear with me because the buttons, I, like I said, the, the computer seems to be taxed out and I don't know why. Uh, but it did some kind of an update today. So what we, what, what we, uh, Troy and I talked about doing was doing a show in which... You know, he's he's younger than Adam. Okay, he's in his 20s. And so, you know, we talked, uh, what was it, maybe a year or so ago. And uh, this was uh, around the time that that, uh, your wife got pregnant. And you said, you know, we're going to bring a child into the world. And I don't want to be one of those kind of guys who just lets the world go and not address the problems that we've got. And over the over that time, uh, since we've known each other, we've kind of when, when we had time to sit down and talk and, and things like that, we're going, okay, what's a solution to this? Well, part of it's education because we're ignorant of what we should be doing. We, we got an instinct for it, but we're, we're kind of ignorant of that. Um, tell people a little bit first about yourself, what you do in the community, because you do some things here in the community as well, and uh, give them a flavor for who Troy Quinn is. Okay. Uh, well, I just turned 30, and... Um... Uh, here in the community, I volunteer with the local fire department. Uh, there's people out there that do 
a hundred times more than I do. Uh, some really, really good guys and ladies out there. Um, I think that's the, the best group of people I've met in a, in one setting. So they're, they're really cool. Um, and then, uh, I took an oath. I tried to go into the army or the, the army and the Marines. Uh, and part of that was I got far enough to take an oath, which is to defend the constitution against threats, foreign and domestic. And that's always playing in my head when, uh, you know, the, the radio pundits, like on, on FM radio, we're talking about all the craziness that's going on with our government. It, uh, it, it just has never sat right with me. Um, especially now, you know, I, I want to leave something to my son. Uh, it just doesn't look like there's going to be much to leave. Okay. That's- yeah, well, I mean, I think I think most most fathers want to do that. They, you know, the Bible talks about leaving an inheritance to your children, and part of that is the legacy of a godly life. That's for sure. And we're told, I, you know, I brought up a couple of verses to think to kind of kick us off into what we're what we're going to talk about. Um, <clears throat> Psalm seventy eight is one that really, you know, has I, I've always pitched this as the one for why we do what we do as 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 fathers, as mothers, and things of this nature, especially as fathers. In Psalm 78, it says, uh, I will open, verse 2, or excuse me, let's just pick up for the, for, for the start here. Uh, Moscow uh, of Asaph, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to the children." That they may that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in His law and forgot His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Marvelous things did He in the sight of our of their fathers and the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. Uh, he divided the sea, caused it. He reminds them of all these things. I'm not going to go on with it, but he reminds them of all of these things that God had done for their fathers and their fathers were to, to pass them on to their children. But some of them failed to keep God's covenant. And you'll notice some of them, they were, they were armed. They were ready for the day of battle. And then when it came, they turned back from it. Uh, so this is the, this is the thing, Troy, is as men, we haven't had that really passed on to us. Uh, what our duty is within the culture, we we have an, a natural instinct for some of it, but understanding how to apply that is something completely different. So that's what we want to talk about today. So you said you you had some questions. You, he kind of I'll, I'll let people know he gave me like two of them last night. So we're going to talk uh, a little bit about those today. So I'm going to fire it up to you. And as I told you, uh, I'll have an answer for everything. It might not be the right one, but if I don't have one, then we'll say we don't know and we'll try to find one. But I'm going to toss it over to you and uh, let you let you toss out the first question here. Okay. Awesome. Uh, just 
my the questions are coming from the insanity that's going on within our government how plainly our government is written out in the constitution bill of rights uh so my main question is who is responsible for fixing america and then how how do how does that person or those people go about fixing america yeah. Well, no, that's a good question. I think every I think everybody's asking that. How do we fix it? Uh, you see people, it's time to take our country back. Okay, what are you going to do about it? And I've had people write me emails and say, we're going to go up and we're going to go to D.C. and we're going to go to the National Institutes of Health. We're going to arrest uh, Dr. Fauci and then we're going to go down here. We're going to arrest this guy and then we're going to go, go here. And, get, and I go, you know, that sounds really nice, but this is not... You know, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington or whatever. This is not where it's going to end well for you if you go try to do that, and you don't even have a plan to do something like that. And I'm not, I'm not even going to reply to somebody like that. I think that what we see in the Constitution, and I've, I've been stuck on this, and you, you know, my stance on it. Uh, the people are are the solution to this. If you were thinking that in come November you're going to vote a red wave in, and uh, some people are listening to Tulsi Gabbard, you know, she's. I, I, I like what she says about the foreign wars and stuff, pointing that out, that it's bad and everything else she's spoken about. But per, pretty much everything else that she has is unconstitutional no matter how much she tries to sound constitutional. Um, so they're going over there and everybody goes, oh, they applaud her. Oh, you're coming over to the Republicans. Yeah, but she's still bringing the same socialist mindset with her over there. And she served in, in the service, too. So the, the thing is, is the people have to be the solution. In order to be the solution, they have to know their duty. That means education. Um, part of that's what we do here at Sons of Liberty. This is why I point people to tactical civics, because tactical civics takes you through the history of why we're important as the militia, or as Brent Winters pointed out in our show the other week, we the people means the militia. It means the men, the, the fighting age men, the able-bodied men. And so... One of the things that's got to be done is we have to learn our duty first and then how to perform that duty. So there's two avenues that, that we're, we're pushing for. That's the grand jury in the county, not at D.C., not at the state level, the grand jury at the county level. Or if you can get it in the city, that'd be great, too. But at the county level and then the militia. So you have a judicial arm to push forth indictments to look at evidence to put you know put that forth and to to bring the jur the grand jury together and then the other is the the uh, executive arm of that or the the law enforcement arm of that which is the men the militia not the police force uh, as we know them not uh, the the national guard not the military the people who want to be free and there's no way to be free if you're letting every if you're giving it all to an authority because that's what we've done. We've given it to an authority, and then that authority has usurped and taken authority that it was never given. So, so how do you put it back in the box? Well, in D.C., we've seen that those who are supposed to impeach, we've got seven resolutions for impeachment um, since September. We did a show on this. Seven resolutions. One of them got actually seven co-sponsors. The rest of them you know, have less than that. Some of them didn't even have, they had zero. And they're sitting in a committee. Well, why is that? It's because the whole system's become corrupt. And the only way yeah. to deal with it is to dissolve it, as Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence, or it is to for the states to secede. Or we can even get down to counties. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, 
let's start with a county. Maybe we can pull it off here in the county we're in. Uh, and now we've got new friends in the county over uh, beside us who we're going to be working with as well. So, you know, this is the thing is the people want to be free. We don't want we don't want violence. I certainly don't want a war. I don't want fights. So so I think that's it in a nutshell. How that gets worked out is is a longer is a longer story. We've got to educate ourselves first so we have the right mindset so we can perform the duty that's ours. Make sense or do you got something you want to clarify? No, I, I think that's the answer I've been looking for. Uh, I've been I, I'm fearful and not fearful. I'm tentative to ask these questions to people because I don't want to get lumped into the, you know, what are you going to do? Just take your AK-47 and, you know, you're going to free America. <laughs> no. Because that's foolishness. Yeah, that is. Uh, th- there's a right way and, you know, he's a God of order. Uh, it would just, I would love to see one county run the way it's designed to run if one county would do it could do it you know, we we would have a fighting chance to have a, a, an america for my kid to have because uh, I, I think that's the only the only chance he has to grow up in a free america i believe if we leave it with if we the people leave it with our government which is like a runaway freight train I don't think they'll. I don't think he'll have a whole lot to have. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. You won't have that. And part of the thing too of what I'm saying there about learning our duties and things of that nature. Maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I think first and foremost, men, we've got to learn to govern ourselves as individuals. Uh, we govern ourselves as individuals, then we govern our homes and our, and our families, and we have a governance within, but within the people of God. We have a governance there that leads us spiritually, that's there to discipline us, to correct us, where we get off the beaten path and things of that nature to exhort us and to comfort us. And then we move into the realm of the civil government. But you have to build up the moral foundation of that first. You know, Troy, there's a lot of people that we see, and I don't know if you hear it, but I hear it when people want to talk about time to vote. Well, we're not electing a pastor in chief, which means we are not going to hold a moral standard to the men who are asking for our vote, who are going to determine whether or not they're going to trample on our liberty or not. Well, that's just stupid. That, that's that stupid. absolutely moral issue. Yeah, it absolutely is. And if yeah. you have a man who, as the Scripture said, if he can't govern his own house, how is he going to govern the house of God when it talks about uh, a bishop or a deacon that you're going to, you're going to put into this position of authority? Uh, now, obviously, they're servants in, in that authority, but, but it is a place of authority. How are they going to do that if they can't demonstrate it within themselves and in their own homes? And I think we've turned that over to politicians, and we've cut off the moral parts to yes. that, and we say, you can write law. Now, what is law? Well, that's somebody's morality that's being instituted. And we see it now over goofy things like, you know, if you don't wear a seatbelt, we're going to come steal $25 from you. doesn't matter if you, if you had a wreck or any of this other stuff, or if you're going five miles over the speed limit, we're going to steal your, the fruit of your labor because we say this is, this is, this is uh, we've made the law here. And see, this is what I'm talking about, people. Wherever you're at, whoever the God of that society truly is, that's who's making the law, and the God of our society truly is the one written on the money. 
That's the God of America mm-hmm. is the is the money. All right, let's let's pick up something else. Do you, do you got something else you want to build off of that with? Because you had another one that you brought up last night, I think, uh, with me. Uh, well, I think last night I was talking to you about anybody running for office that hmm. would uh, put some of these things into place um, as far as course correcting our government. Um, but that seems kind of mute after what we've talked about this morning. So I think my next question is as a father of 10 and me as a father of one, uh, governing myself first and then my family second, and then going out into my community. Uh, what, what would your advice be for me uh, as a young father with a very young wife and a very young marriage uh, stepping off into the deep end of uh, late nights and diapers and trying to be in right relationship with the wife while we, while we parent a wild, while we parent a wild little boy uh, and try to do that while, you know, bringing him up uh, in God's grace, you know, understanding that he has to, to be responsible for his actions. Um, but there's no end to, to love and, uh, Okay. Well, let, let's let's pick that up. I, the, the, you and I have talked about this one. We stayed up one night, uh, very late. I don't know how early. It was one of those guys when I, I tell you that sometimes Troy and I and the boys would get in the conversation. Uh, I think this was one that we were in. We were actually out in, in your place out here, out back. And um, we were talking oh, yeah. about, yeah, we were talking about children being part of the covenant and we went here, so this would be the first thing, and then I've got a couple other things already laid out here, um, knowing that this is just a part of, of what we get, what we do. So we read in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Um, or actually, let me back up to 18, because that's very important to understand. That's the reason that, that the others follow. But Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, I asked my friends who thinks, you know, somebody else is in control, what does it say there? Jesus said, all power, not some, all power or all authority is given unto me in heaven. Well, they're okay with that, but on somehow that is trouble for them on earth. He says, and in the earth. So he already has that. And he says, go therefore, go ye therefore. Why? Why are you going? Because all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. So he tells them, he says, go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So here's the thing. <clears throat> there are, um, everybody who is a disciple of Christ has to rise up and be able to disciple other people or teach them. So everybody who names the name of Christ has to grow to a certain degree to where they can teach another. Everybody. I mean, this is the command. Go, therefore, teach all nations, all right, all ethnicities, all cultures. You teach them, and one of the things that you do in the midst of that is you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we would see that in, in covenant theology as they're coming into the covenant. It doesn't necessarily make them regenerate. It doesn't make them, you know, uh, born again. They, they could be. Uh, but it is in hopes, in the same way that when they circumcise the males in the Old Testament, it is in the hope that God will 
you know, fulfill that promise that uh, Peter said, this, this is for you and for your children, Acts chapter 2. That's how he finished off his sermon. Uh, this promise right. is for them. So th that's part of it. And then he says, teach them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. So that is, that is not anything really new. Okay, that's not anything new. Let me, let me just show you. Uh, and this is a passage we, we mention quite often on uh, Rotten of the Core Wednesdays. This comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, and again, God is reestablishing the law. Um, he has, or this is the second giving of the law as Deuteronomy is. And he says this, Hear, O Lord, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So he's, he's speaking to the men here. Okay, and he's saying the first thing you got to do is you've got to have the commands of God in your heart. You've got to know the commands of God, and you've got to be obeying them. Okay, and then he says you shall teach them diligently unto your children. And this is this is where I say like I, I draw Matthew twenty eight in because Matthew twenty eight not just about the nations, but any whoever you make a disciple. And here's the thing: most people. Uh, if they've had a, 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 a Baptist background, they don't think of their children as in the covenant. They don't think of them, at, they, they look at them as sinners, which they are, <laughs> uh, in need of redemption, which they do. Uh, but they, they kind of want to try to separate them out from that. And yet they will teach their children to sing praises to God. They would teach their children to read the Bible. They would teach their children to confess their sins, to pray, all this other. Well, wait a minute. You're teaching them to do what really only the Spirit of God can initiate in them, but you're teaching them along the way. You are discipling them. And so they follow part of that, but then they won't baptize their children. That, that, and that is a sign of who you follow, who your master is or who your Lord is, um, that, that, that baptism process. But he goes on in Deuteronomy 6, and he says this, Teach them diligently unto your children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, thou, they shall be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And the whole point is, uh, he's, he's saying this, God's going to give them all this stuff, this land, the houses, they're not going to have to build, the vineyards they didn't plant, all this stuff. And it's so, verse 12, Beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and he calls them to fear him. So the, 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 the biggest advice is, uh, as one guy said, let it be a slow drip. Let the word of God be in your house, you know, continually. Let that be in your house. If you've got to post things on the wall, my wife's got right up here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, from Proverbs uh, 3. And, you know, she's got other scripture verses up throughout the house as well. I think you were sitting in front of one before, the one where Joshua said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. So you have those up, you're teaching it, it's coming out of your mouth, whether you're actually citing a scripture or not, you're communicating biblical principles when you're speaking, and then you're you're living that out before uh, your your wife and your son. And the, and the Bible talks about, Ephesians 5 talks about, you know, washing your wife with the water of the word, reading the word together and, and doing those kinds of things as well. So all of that is a part of of doing what, what you were asking about. That's what I would say the most important thing. And plus, and I would say, continue doing what you're doing. Um, you know, don't don't lose that affection you have for your wife or for your son. Sometimes that can 
be bogged down with work and things. I understand that all too well. Don't lose that affection for them. Let them know um, that they're loved. So I don't know. I, to me, that's that's where I've always seen it is in in simplicity, simplicity of those things that God's called us to. But you're doing some of that already. Uh, trying to. Yep. Trying to. It takes a village. Uh, so uh, taking care of, of my wife, uh, my relationship with the Lord first, um, my relationship with my wife, uh, passing on a, a godly heritage to my son, uh, letting him see you know me as his example and, and others within the Christian community as his example. So that part, uh, I can I can definitely do better, but I'm I'm moving in that direction. Saving America outside of my own household, hmm. I'm not doing anything, and that it doesn't sit well with me. It's like uh, it's like living. It, it's it, 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 it. I know it's not right. I know it's not right to let it go on. You know that not that the Republicans are the answer, but the Democrats are so quick to to you know, burn the city down when they don't like the, the way that their government is moving, when they don't get the results that they wanted. They're so vocal and outspoken and loud. And as Christians, we turn the other cheek. We focus on our own household. And I feel like we we can do that to the point of uh, to, to where we don't have any freedoms left mm. to where we don't stand up for ourselves until, you know, you're, you're literally talking to your government issued executor because you're a Christian. Uh, that's a long way from where we are, but we're a long way from where we were when I was a kid, you know, that's true. You didn't have gay people on TV when I was a kid. You didn't, it wasn't pushed like it is today. Everything that I touch of, of the government is beyond messed up. Yeah. Hannah, my wife just had her kid. And when she delivered him, the doctors asked her if she was depressed, are you having any anxiety? We'll give you a pill for that. We can give you something for that. She said, no, I'm fine. And again and again and again. So if they're doing it to my wife, they're doing it to all the other women that are coming in that are having kids at the hospital. And anyone who doesn't know, you know, just the 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 cycle that that will put you in, they'll say, "Yeah, I am depressed. I am overwhelmed. Can I have that pill to to help?" And it's the doctors in their trusted positions that. You know, it's the it's the governors in their trusted positions. It's county council in their trusted positions. It's it's our leaders in America, and in our I, I don't want to talk bad about in our church, uh, <laughs> but it's our leaders. You know, it, it, it's our leaders that um, I wish would stand up and say enough before you know a bunch of crazy rednecks somewhere in Texas. <laughs> uh, you know, do something, do something for real, do something good for it. Yeah, well, I, I think I think people who listen to the show feel the same way, Troy. They they want they want something done, 
And again, let's make a little distinction here. Uh, you know, in America, in South Carolina, we're not supposed to have leaders. We have representatives, but they've usurped authority. That's really yeah. what's going on. And uh, so we need we need to to you know that's part of that's part of correcting ourselves too, is understanding that they're not our leaders. We are their employers, and and we ha- and as an employer, here's the thing, uh, you know, you've got guys who work under you. If the guys aren't going to do the job, what do you do with them? They can be somewhere else. That's right. They can you you can hit the road, right? Don't let the don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, right? So 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 why do we not take that approach? And this is what Adam was doing. Um, you know, he's taking that approach of authority and saying, "Wait a minute, you people answer to us. You answer to the people here." You, you don't get to be a law unto yourself over here. You 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 have to answer to the people, and so it's going to come from the people who have to learn. Look, uh, we're the authority. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And you're exactly right. You can get some guys who want to get together and just say, "Oh, we're going to go be lawless there." Well, and I'm not talking about go. I'm not talking about even people carrying arms. That's what the Second Amendment's for. It's it's to be used. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that men have to know what they're doing and then they have to go and apply that. And sadly, I, I wasn't taught, you haven't been taught, uh, probably the generation before me hasn't been taught. And so we've lost that. And now we're kind of groping in the dark with a little bit of light that God's given us, uh, as his people, he's given us light to see certain things. We're just looking for as the old preacher said, the shoe leather to put it in. And so I think that's the whole point. But right. but make no mistake, the power of doing that in your own family. You can't take a county back lest you start taking it back in your own family first. If you're not doing that, you're not going to do it in the church. You're certainly not going to do it in the county. And yes. you can forget doing it at the state if you're not doing that. So it does start with one person, and it can start with one family. So don't underestimate that that's not having a thing. But but you're already you're already in the midst of that. I see you as a young man. You're not only doing it in your family, but you're you're doing it out here in the community. You're serving in the community with the fire department. You're you're uh, you're you're doing things with other people and you're interacting with them. All of that is a part of what I was reading out of Matthew 28. It is discipleship. Um, and I've said tactical civics. I'm using tactical civics. I want to use that as discipleship. Why do we form the militia? Well, we go back and we see it all through the Old Testament. Um, we can we can pull that up and we can show that. Why do we do that? Because it's a demonstration of our love for God and for man uh, in doing that. Why are we doing the grand jury? Why are we wanting to push that? Because we want to have have that other part as well. As as we have been talking. Uh, the Lord just keeps reminding me uh, I'm so quick to put America as an idol. I wish that wasn't true. Um, I really wish that wasn't a sin. I wish I could love uh, my country and like I love God. And that, that was good, but it's not uh, God's supposed to be first above my wife, definitely above my country. Um, but I was raised, you know, it's God and country, not, not God, 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 your relationship with God, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your entire community. And then way down the line, there's everyone else that lives in your nation, you know? So, um, I know you had these written out. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. Um, I, I, I don't know. Well, the the one thing about the the idolatry and that 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 is that is true for many. It's not that I think there are people who love the history of what God has done in America. They see God's hand in that. I know I do. I, I see God's hand uh, working and bringing our our forefathers over, as really establishing a a Christian land, if you will. Uh, they saw that that the Bible was going to be the foundation of their government. And they wanted to obey God. They wanted to, you know, to work hard, uh, to put in all their efforts, as Ecclesiastes says. Whatever they're fine for their hands to do, they did it with all their might. Uh, they wanted to give glory to that, to God in that. They wanted their laws to reflect God's glory. They wanted their punishments to reflect justice, not injustice. And so that's that that those are wonderful things. That in and of itself is a is a glory to God. However, you're right. There are certain people that have become Gosh, I, you know, I made mention of it the other day, like the Nazis. Uh, at the same time that, that a socialist Baptist is developing out what we know as the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, you're seeing the same thing basically take place in Nazi Germany. In fact, I was making mention of it the other day, when school kids in America were pledging their allegiance to the United States flag, what were they doing? They were given the Nazis, they were given the Nazi salute when that first came out. And so, you know, there is a, a, an issue of statism that does come with that, much like when Nebuchadnezzar said, you're going to bow down when you hear the music and this is, the, uh, this is the, um, the idol that's there. And if you don't do it, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And you see what happens if anybody deviates from the music and the adoration, if you will, you see what happens. They get called all kinds of names. They're told they're not patriots. That and some may not be. Some may be outright Marxist. I'm not saying that they're not. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it has for some people, it's become an idol. The concept of America as they as they see it has become this idol, and um, in, instead we've put that in the place of God, and we're looking to quote unquote save America more than we are to honor God. And I think that you can do. I think that you can work for both in bringing justice, wanting justice in that. I think that's a good thing. But there are others who use it clearly as an idol. You're exactly right in that. Yeah. The language that we use, the language that we're taught in school is so different from the language that a free people would use, like leaders, uh, you know, our leaders in, in Washington, our leaders in, you know, our representatives, the people that we have sent down there to do our bidding while we continue to work, you know, and, and be the country. I, I think the language that we use has a big impact on the way that we think. Uh, it, it's, it does definitely does for me. There's things that you've corrected me on in our talking um, that it changes uh, my stance. Like they're not our leaders. They're our representatives. That, that's good things that I forget. Um, that's good. Well, well, part of that, it, you know, Troy, we all have that uh, because we're all brought up, we're indoctrinated to, to, to think a certain way, to talk a certain way. And that's why I encourage people to not send their kids to public school because the idea of a public school is to make everybody look just like the other person. And you remember that old song, right? We play it on uh, Wednesday. You know, 
what what is what is Pink Floyd's The Wall about? Well, it's about communism. And the idea, at least in the the video there, is you're taking the kids, they all look individual, they put them through the system, they all have the same face, and then they put them through the meat grinder, right? I mean, that's that's what they're doing. And that is that is what communism does. So that's another area is the battle for the minds of the children. And this is why, you know, the things I was saying at the first there were so important. But there's also another part. And, you know, I challenge, you know, men who are my age, men who are Adam's age. Um, uh, Bradley's a little bit older than I am. So I I want to jump another uh, issue there. You know, people like Brent Winters and, and Bradley and others who are older than I am, you know, challenge them to, to teach those younger men. One of the things is out of Titus chapter 2. And Titus says this, but speak thou, he's telling Titus, speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. And then he mentions the women. He talks about those who are the aged women, likewise, that they may be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Now, here is, here is sound doctrine, you know, sort of written out. Our sound doctrine, what we believe, should be coming out of how we live. And so he does that. And then Paul says to Timothy, he says, you entrust these things faith to faithful men. So, you know, the older men are supposed to be teaching us younger men, and, and we're supposed to be teaching the younger men what we learn. And we're, we're not going to know everything, that's for sure, but we can do our, our part in that by learning. The big part that we have, I think, on the horizon is we've got to learn. And yes, if we're not going to read, if we're not going to, to listen to the truth, if we're not going to uh, find godly men that can you know, disciple us and point us in the right direction and be faithful in the teaching of the Word of God, we're never, and us being diligent ourselves, we're never going to accomplish what we're set out to do. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the thing. We've got a little bit less than a minute here. Do you want to hang over a little bit? You got, do you got your questions out? <laughs> yes, sir, I've got my questions out, but I like talking to you. All right, well, okay, well, we'll hang over for just a little bit with Troy, if you guys want to finish that, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, we won't keep him too long today, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll have him on for a little bit. We'll be back in the morning, 8 a.m., bright and early, with Kate Shimarani, and we've got a guest. Oh, this guy deals with animals. You got some pets? Join us then. Talk to you then. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and, yeah, we're going to have a guy on uh, I think he's over in England now. He's originally from India, and he works with with pets on a health on health issues. So if you've got pets out there, and you you want to be uh, I guess kind of dazzled, this guy is uh, well known. He does very few interviews, but uh, Kate secured him, so we're going to have him on for tomorrow. Okay, uh, Troy, you got you got your questions out now. <laughs> Give them to us, man. Uh, you said, do I have my questions out? Oh, my I, yeah. Was. I mean, I have, I had gotten them out with you. My main question is, how are we going to fix America, and what are we actually going to do that's 
that's gonna do that it's gonna make a change and we've talked about that you know about being uh within my own home and my own children um and then but it, it has to be there has to be more there like tactical civics would have to work for me raising my child in a godly manner to have an impact on america yeah. Right. Outside of that, he would have to be raised godly and then somehow get elected, go through the system and play in the circus. But so I, you know, focus on my relationship with the Lord, uh, my family, look after my wife, be a good example, uh, pass down to the next generation. I, I, f- I feel like there is a. But if you want to save America, then you also need to. X, Y and Z. What you read there, uh, I wish I had it in front of me. It said where they, you know, live in such a way where they won't have anything bad to say about you. Yeah. Our government, they'll just make up stuff about us. You know, parents that go to a school board meeting are domestic terrorists. They're the number one threat to our society is what they say. So it's hard to just, you know, focus on my own family and my relationship with the Lord and trust him in all honesty to that. Oh, that's what it is that trust the Lord that my son will have somewhere free to live. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot does have to do with our trusting in him, but it, but our trust has to come from what we know about him, what he said in his word and then how we're following that, you know, David trusted in the Lord uh, but he learned through experience that God gave him strength to protect sheep. And if God was going to give him strength to protect sheep, well, then surely the people of God, he would give him strength against the giant. And that's just how he approached it. He didn't even give it a second thought. Just, I can go out there. I don't need this armor. You're putting on this armor. I can't even move in it. I'll just go out there with my sling and a stone against this fully armored giant with a sword and a spear and uh, and go out in confidence. I don't think David was cocky. I think he was confident that God was going to give him the, the victory uh, in the midst of it. And it was going to be clear that God gave him the victory. Uh, you yep. know, I, I'm sure David was a great marksman with that uh, with that sling. But to drive it right into the open spot there in the forehead of the giant, I mean, that is, that's a miracle of God. It really is a miracle of God. But we know David was not one who who just sat back and said, well, I'm never going to use a sling because God will drive that thing. He didn't do that. We know he used his hands, you know, to kill the bear, to kill the lion, all this. We know he was one that trained. There's no question about it. He even talks about, you trained my hand, my fingers for war. Uh, so, So he was not a guy who sat back and did it. But I think the thing is, is this. Let's not think of it as saving America. Let's think of it as how do we glorify God? If we can do that, and I'm not talking about just in a spiritual sense, there is a spiritual aspect. We're taught from his word. We're fed uh, with the bread from heaven, as Jesus would, would say. Uh, we have all of that, but it is in doing our duties, or doing our duties to our family, or doing our duties before God and man, and that includes bringing justice. I mean, even if we're going to go to the Constitution or we go to the Scripture, uh, when we talk about the, the real law enforcers, who is that? Well, again, that goes back to us as men. It's the militia. We're the real law enforcers. 
We've deceived ourselves because we want more luxurious lives. We complain about taxes, but then the taxes are taken from us to to supply all these government stuff that we we have. Or you know, if people want to attach you on their sewage line or on their water line, and they're going to charge you for that, or they're going to start a police force, or they're going to start this committee or that committee, or whatever the case may be. Well, money's got to pay for that. Where's it going to come from? What's well, they're going to tax us? So we we've shirked our responsibilities. And I think that's the thing. We've, we've got to start taking our responsibilities back. Um, okay. It's one thing to point out the criminal actions of those who take that oath, which, uh, you know, again, I think, you know, I've said before, you know, that Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no, no. When he was put before the Sanhedrin, he kept his mouth shut. As Isaiah said, he was like a sheep led before the slaughter. But when they really wanted an answer from him, the high priest put him under that. And charged him, you tell us, are you the son of God? And he said, yeah. And they, they ripped their clothes. Oh, see, we got what we wanted out of him. So see, they, they're, I, they're, you're exactly right. They're going to do what they're going to do. Wicked men are going to do what they do. But we can't do what we do based on what they do. We do it based on whatever God has said. And so we start with the simple things. If we can handle the simple things and we can get that in order, we can move up to the other things to do the other. But, but simply speaking... We need to learn to be self-governing. And I don't know, I sent you the, the interview we did yesterday with John Weaver, and that's what he said. The people have forgotten how to self-govern. And if they don't know how to self-govern, then their government that they have is merely a reflection of them because they don't know how to govern themselves either. Uh, they're out there spinning like drunken sailors. No offense to drunken sailors. <laughs> yes, sir. We, we've gotten very used to being uh, taken care of taken care of and being governed. I talk to people about stuff like this and they say, Oh man, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Nobody, they don't want to talk about uh, what's going on in Colombia or the state laws that they push through or abortion. It, the government will do that. The government will do that. The government will do that. And it, it has to be us because if we don't, they will and they are and they're doing it their way. And it, it's terrifying. It's terrifying the things that they're okay passing into laws uh, just with abortion. You know, you as far as being one for justice and um, standing up for, for godly principles and, and what, what God said is true, like that falls down real simply to the right to life and how many we kill here. I, 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 what I keep hearing the Lord tell me is that I put my faith more in America than in him and that I'm wanting to save America for my son. Like that's his, like that's what's going to be good in his life rather than his relationship with the Lord. Hmm. That's where my, that's what I hear him telling me where I'm off. I want him to have a good America rather than what's more important, which is, you know, to have met, to have met God and know that he's good and that he's always going to be there regardless of what goes on around him. Yeah. That you, that the God of his father will be his God, you know, and yes. I, I pray that with uh, the boys when they go to work, so often I'll, I'll put, I'll include that, you know, may you be, may you be their father's God and may they be your son and may you show them favor and grace. I don't presume upon God just because I, I believe in a covenant theology. I don't presume upon him in that. 
But my hope is is that well, if if he if he separated me and Denise out, well then. I have every hope that he will separate my children out as well and that he will use them. And you're exactly right. You know, they may not, well, they're definitely not going to grow up in the uh, the United States that uh, you and I have grown up in. I mean, it had changed quite a bit just from my generation to yours. Uh, I can remember you were talking about we didn't see uh, sodomites on television and stuff like that. You hardly knew any. Yeah. There was one guy in high school that I could point back to that, you know, he was some kind of fashion person or something like that. But it was clear he was very effeminate. That was the only person I knew that uh, that engaged in that kind of behavior. Uh, you just didn't do it. If you did it, you were ridiculed. You were called to stop doing that. You were pointed at that was a, that was a problem that you would be engaged in. Oh. That. Now, yeah. Now, now it's just oh yeah okay you're just Celebrate. yeah yeah you're celebrated and and you put that out. So there's there's a lot that's changed on that. But yeah, it's it, I think. I think what you're saying there is what some people won't say. Uh, they they won't admit, hey, you know, I've made that an idol instead of I'm wanting to glorify God, whatever I'm doing, if that's in, in my household, in my church, in the city or the county I dwell in, whatever the case is. Um, and it comes through simple things, too. Um, you know, some people, we've seen this here during this convid stuff. We had a lady who came on. Uh, from Canada. She was a nurse up there. And she said, tell me, she said, what you didn't see up there, she said, you saw the, the people out and everything. What you didn't see was the morning celebrations where they would come in, they would invite pastors in to preach. The people were praying. There were hundreds or thousands of people there every day to hear what was being said. And they were singing hymns and they were singing the Psalms, uh, giving glory to God before they really started the day. And then you were seeing them going and serving their fellow man. They were serving food out there. They were cleaning up the street, stuff that government was allegedly paid to do, but they weren't doing. They were doing all this. To me, that's that's the simplest thing. This has to be organic. It has to come from there, but we're dependent upon God to turn us. As Jeremiah said in Lamentations, Lord, if you will turn us, then we'll be turned. Can the leopard change his spots? No, neither than, neither can you who are accustomed to doing iniquity change yours. Um, so, so we're dependent upon God, but how are we gonna how are we gonna get Him to do that if we're not seeking after? Him? If we're not right. seeking Him, right. yeah. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, yep. If they'll do that, yeah. If his people, then, not not the not the not the wicked, but if his people do it, yeah, not not their government, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. You want to you want to chime in with a final comment, or you want to you want to get you got another question on yes. your mind? No, yeah. no, I have a final comment for you. Okay. Uh, you and your wife did a phenomenal job for the nineteen years that y'all raised Hannah, right, right there in y'all's home. Uh, y'all have taught her how to love so unconditionally. Uh, y'all have taught her what it means to look after someone, to put other people before yourself. She's such a good mom. She doesn't, she doesn't get sad. She doesn't get upset. Not yet. You know, she, he cries, Tristan cries and he cries and he cries. And she's just patient and loving on him. Uh, y'all did, y'all did a phenomenal job with Hannah and I can't thank y'all enough for sharing it with me. 
Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We, we're happy to have you in our family, and you're a blessing to have in here. And of course, we we have your brother as another son-in-law with our other daughter. So uh, we get a, we get a good mix of some things, but we're we're happy that you're in our family. And uh, thank you for those kind words. Praise the Lord for that. And uh, you know, I I'm I'm hopeful that the Lord is going to continue to bless you and Hannah, uh, Tristan, and uh, you don't know it well. I don't know if you were in here yesterday, but. Um, just so the audience knows, my, my oldest daughter is up uh, visiting with us, and they're all in there talking about, we can all be pregnant next year. <laughs> so we'll we'll see oh, what <laughs> no I, I was just listening to him it was it was i, I just kind of smiled i thought it was i thought it was pretty cool that uh, they get in there and they talk about that so that's wonderful troy thank you for coming on uh we had set this up and i had to go get him up out of bed <laughs> this morning oh, he on me. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I'm glad that, I'm glad that you got to come on and uh, and the audience got to to see who you are and um, and know what kind of guy you are. Uh, we we Denise and I really are are very thankful that uh, uh, God put you in our family and gave you to Hannah. I gave Hannah to you, and um, uh, now we got little Tristan going. And I'll tell you, looking at you this morning, boy, I, he is the spitting image of you. If he is not, I'm telling you, I just really realized that now. He is the spitting yeah. image of you for sure. Well, hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air before I send you back to bed in there. Uh, do what you're doing. Uh, guys, be sure to catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, we'll be back with you in the morning. Lord willing, uh, talk with you. The, I, the guy's name, let me see if I can pull his name up real quick. Real quick. I don't even know if I can say it. I'm probably going to have to ask him how to say his name. Uh, but he he works with animals, and uh, his name is Kishanta Kahazi, Kahashi, I think is how you name. Anyway, uh, it should be real interesting. So if you've got pets and stuff and you're looking out for their health, uh, you'll want to check out the show. Okay, we'll talk to you then. Again, 8 a.m. We'll be with Kate Shimrani tomorrow morning. See you.